Welcome to Stirring the Pot with Lucas Aceta. This is a brand new podcast under the, the Talon Brothers umbrella. Obviously, those guys love to talk about movies, and don't get me wrong, I do too. But on my podcast, we're playing by my rules. I want to have, typically, I want to have one guest on and talk with them about something that they love. You know, that could be movies, it could be TV, it could be sports. But to start things off, I was scrolling through Twitter and I see that the Academy is tweeting. What are the 10 best movies from the 2000s? What are the 10 best movies from whenever, the 60s, the 70s? Well, I'm sitting across from Nate Talon of the Talon Brothers Podcast. And we had a little bit of a debate, and we said, hold the phone. Let's bring them on. Let's get the mics out. Let's record it. And here we are, naming our top 10 movies from the 2000s to present. for having me on the first episode sure i'm sure. excited to talk about this i think you're having a bit of an existential crisis i am for sure My, it's a little tough for me but i, I don't see i don't understand how it could be just a little t- like we're talking 2000s up like we're not just not even just 2000 to 2010 like this is over two decades of movies that we have to choose from and you're just brushing it off like oh yeah i can i can uh i can rattle off seven right now <laughs> okay well let's i not don't do want that. to okay. because no. <laughs> then we don't have a podcast so I mean, we could do seven just freaking animated movies. You yeah, know? I don't. I, I, there's so many options. Well, yeah, we're gonna have to dive into Pixar a little bit later because that's about seven of sure. itself that could be on the list that are like almost ten out of ten every single one. At least for me, um, I don't know how you're feeling about it, but you have like a million and a half. It looks like a serial killer whiteboard over there. So I, I don't know I what your thought all, process. I gotta is. get all my uh, my thoughts out on paper or on a whiteboard first just because i don't want to leave anything out so, i want my options so what are you thinking are you thinking just 10 are you thinking in order are you thinking per genre are you thinking i don't know what are you thinking are we doing animated and are we doing live action i think we mix them yeah and i think <laughs> the animated movies are just as good as any other movie yeah. i think they deserve the exact same credit they're know? a movie exactly so let's just do let's start off with 10 right number 10 no order. No order? I think once we get our 10, then maybe we can get specific. Okay. That might make things a little bit easier. Okay. Let me get a piece of paper ready. And I feel like it might also be a little bit easier to go backwards, too. Because obviously we have three movies yeah. that they're for sure in there. You know, and we probably have the same movies. So let's get those out of the way first. And then when we're struggling. I think I, with this sort of thing, I think that. The back half mm-hmm. of the list is what's yeah. important because yeah. it's like everybody has the same five, but the back five, it's like, oh, shit. That's when ours yeah. is definitely going to differ. Okay, so that. I'll let you go first. What, what's your what's the number one? It's like, come on. Um, Not only, and this is hot take in the film industry, I feel. Really? Okay. Well, because, you know, a lot of people like to have like a classic or something that's their favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. but- my favorite movie of all time happened to come out in 2017, and it is La La Land. Sure. And I think that's 100% has a spot on my top 10 list, because mm-hmm. um, not only do I just enjoy the movie, I enjoy the subject matter, mm-hmm. I think the direction is excellent, mm-hmm. I think the writing is fine. I think the writing is probably the weakest part of the movie, but even then it services the story, 
the the two leads, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, definitely help out with that writing and bring it to light, have some sort of charismatic quality to them. You believe their connection. And, I mean, cinematography, great. Dance numbers, great. Mm-hmm. Music, fantastic. Ending, the best ending I've ever seen. Yeah. Gets my heart racing every single time. Doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's just like, for especially for what I like in a movie, it checks literally every single box to a point where there's no there's no other movie that compares to it in my mind. Can I ask you, because I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm right there with you. That's f- probably number one on my list, too. I think we, we share some of the same uh, thoughts on it. But for you, what are those those check boxes for your, if you're just going to say, this is going to be one of my favorite movies, what needs to be checked? Something about a love story definitely yeah. always gets me. Yeah. A little romance. Yeah. Like, it, it literally just targets every single niche that I, like, bittersweet ending. Give sure. it to me. Insane, like numbers Mm -hmm. with great direction that i'm like in awe of and i watch every single time i pick out something new Mm -hmm. cinematography lots of bright neon colors give me it inject it into my veins uh ryan gosling Mm -hmm. check emma stone check jazzy music thank you yeah i don't know man everything about it is just so good uh the acting's phenomenal i love when you almost get just sucked out and it's like it's realistic, but it has fantasy elements to it, which is always a bonus in my book. I love a great realistic story, but I love when it's not afraid to embrace the fact that it's a movie as well. Sure. And I feel like La La Land does that really well, as well as harken back to the older musicals that kind of inspired it. You know, the thing that's interesting to me about La La Land is typically with a musical, like let's say, I don't know, for example, Grease, you know, you, you listen to the lyrics and you, you follow along. But I think with La La Land, I might like the songs that don't have any lyrics I at agree. all more than the songs where they actually do have like the instrumental stuff to me stands out just as much as the mm-hmm. actual songs mm-hmm. in the movie that you would hear. And I think that yeah. just shows how talented Justin Hurwitz is and how on the same page him and Damien Chazelle are like cuz they work together on three movies now and I can say that the music is one of the best things in all three of those movies. Sure. Um but yeah, for sure, like the planetarium sequence <gasps> and the epilogue are two of my favorite parts in the whole movie. No singing at all. Uh, st- still dancing. Mm-hmm. Still, you know, fantastical elements to it, but no singing. And um, those are my two favorite numbers. Of course, I'm a sucker for a good classical um, kind of musical sequence, which you get with like Another Day of Sun sure. or A Lovely Night. Mm-hmm. And I love those as well. I love the, I don't know. I, I everything. Just, you I know, love everything. We're, this is turning into a La La Land podcast. Yeah. But tune it, in, you know, tune it, in for the La Land podcast with Nate, where we go by every frame of the movie, every single episode. You know, I, I, I'm probably gonna end up with a La La Land tattoo someday. Mm-hmm. You know, it just has really had. I don't think a movie has had that effect on me no. since I was a kid. You know, I, I mean, we all have those movies that uh, really touched our hearts when we were kids growing up, and they've always kind of had that nostalgic feel for it. But La La Land is like the first time I felt like that, and I don't know how long. You know, it was the f- it's agree. it's the only movie I've seen twice in the same day. I saw it at like four, and my mind Went was right freaking blown. And then I called a buddy and said, "Hey, what are you doing? Nine o'clock. Let's go." Right back to the same seat. My mind still had bits and pieces on the chair from before, and there was more after the second time I saw it too. I literally stared at the screen when it ended. Sure, biggest smile on my face, mm-hmm. tears streaming oh. down my eyes. Not even because of the ending, mm-hmm. because I couldn't. I hyped this movie up in my head so much. For yeah. some reason, everything that I saw about it, all I was hearing from the festivals, I was like, 
this movie's going to be insane. But then on the day that I was going to go see it, I was like, what if I overhype this movie? And I was getting scared. And then I sat down and just, I forgot. Literally, I didn't have anything else on my mind except mm-hmm. watching the movie. And then by the end, when the end pops up on screen, I couldn't believe that not only did it live up to my expectations. But even surpassed it. It, it exceeded that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I was kind of the same way just leading up to it. For me, it was kind of a sleeper, even though it wasn't. Like, it's yeah, a big yeah. movie with Ryan Gosling. And, but at the time, I don't think Damien Chazelle was, like, that huge of a name. Mm-hmm. You know, he had Whiplash. Whiplash. Um, but if you went out on the streets and said, have you seen Whiplash? People are like, what? Like, mm-hmm. that's Wait, just how it but, was. But, like, more and more, uh, yeah. more people seem to know Whiplash more than La La Land, I feel. Yeah, I kind of feel Which that way, too. Yeah, I don't know how that kind of worked. But, I mean, leading up to La La Land... That's the movie that like I was mm-hmm. hard set on. You know, I think there was a Star Wars movie that was coming yeah. out that same December, and everyone is talking about that. And I'm like, you know what? This freaking La La Land mm-hmm. movie is gonna do. It. And maybe that's just because obviously I at that time I saw Whiplash and I'm like, Damien Chazelle, whatever you do, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. But I'm a huge crazy stupid love fan, so the little bond yeah, between yeah. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, I already I was there. Mm-hmm. So just, and I'm a sucker for a musical and just music in general and the yep. fact that he's a jazz piano. What more do you have to say? I was in. But I didn't even get to see it until maybe a month or two after it was out. Really? You know, I was like looking forward to it more than anybody, mm-hmm. but it wasn't playing in my hometown okay. when it first came out. So when it finally came in, I saw it. and Yeah, I was lucky enough that when it went wide, I saw it first day that it was in theater. And I can see, like, people complain about, like, I not complain about it, but some people don't like it. And those people seem to be more of, like, it's a very interesting movie where it's, like, people who are, like, very pure musical lovers tend to, like, say, yeah, it's all right. But people that love movies mm-hmm. love La La Land, which I think is, like, an interesting thing. Um, for me, it's, like, the perfect combination of both, where not only is it, like, almost a flawless filmmaking thing for me, mm-hmm. uh, I love the musical numbers as much as any other musical that i've seen it just puts a smile on my face because i think with even like the greatest movies of all time you know jaws is personally my favorite movie i can nitpick the crap out of it just along with anything you know Mm -hmm. the godfather and tons of different stuff i don't have anything bad to say about this movie not that i'm saying it's the greatest thing of all time but just for me personally every time that thing i press play with that movie I'm just yep, you're in, sucked you're in into it. the world, yep. and I have nothing horrible to say. Yep. But enough about La La Land. Yeah, we got to move on. Number two, well, where are you at? This is you, dude. You said that we probably have the same couple in well, mind. Well, I know for a fact my second one isn't, so I feel like the first one is wiped because we had the same. So I'm going to let you go back-to-back on this one. Okay. I mean, do I just go for the double, the double feature and say Whiplash as well? I don't know. You tell me. I'm going to say Whiplash. Okay. Why? Same exact reason. <laughs> but not only like the reason why i prefer la la land to whiplash is like i said it checks more of the boxes that i personally like i like kind of some light-hearted sections i like some fantastical elements where whiplash is just straight drama yeah um almost no comedy at all yeah that's that's one thing about la la land that i really enjoyed too is like just the The sense of humor the quirky back and forth between the two like with the whole iran thing Mm -hmm. and it's it's a very funny movie. Very playful. Yeah, it's playful, but it's also tragic at the same yeah. time. Um, whereas, no, you're you're totally right. Whiplash is it's a straight <laughs> but drama. Whiplash from start to finish. Like now, this like it's gonna just turn. Uh, this podcast is just turning into Nate Talon 
is just the Damien Chazelle fanboy, which is one thousand percent true. Absolutely. But I think when people when people say like, "What is a perfect movie in your eyes?" Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's thinking Godfather. Everyone's thinking two thousand one. And sure, those are up there. Yeah. And I'd say yeah, like The Shining, uh, two thousand one. Stanley Kubrick's a genius as well. But like something about Whiplash, where it's almost like that's another movie where I'm looking at it as like, I don't think there's like for what it is, mm-hmm. like I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It shoots off on all cylinders from the very start of the movie. Mm-hmm. It never really slows down until he kind of like right before the climax of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which is on 11, by which, the way. Yeah, it's which is crazy. Uh, once again, one of the better endings that I've ever seen in my life. The very end of it. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. The performances are insane. Yep. Cinematography, once again, great. Sure. Direction, once again, great. Editing, once again, great. Um, and yeah, something interesting about um, Whiplash and why people... It's like on such a high at the end is it almost feels like it ends on the climax. Like there's no falling action after that. Yeah. It ends as soon as the climax yep. is done, um, which I thought I think it's brilliant. It leaves you thinking about the movie. Mm-hmm. Like Damien Chazelle's like, yeah, that's where we're going to end. Um, and I think just like kind of like the message of the movie is great as well. Like how far will you go for greatness? Sure. And it's just that simple line condensed into a movie. And I think it's. I think Once my, again, yeah, I think great. my favorite thing about that movie is just how short and sweet it is. You know, A to B, this is what it's, a, you know, the, mm. this is all it's about. It doesn't go off and exactly. touch different things. No, it's like, this is it. This and is the story that we're exactly. telling. Exactly. And so I, I think you um, hit it right on the nail in terms of it even ends. Like, you don't get any sort of resolution. It ends right after yeah. the climate. Like, it's boom, over. It, and, it, and it almost, what I like about it, too, is it almost shows since, the budget was relatively small on mm-hmm. it. All it was was a great script, and you got some great actors to do it, as well as a great guy behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And you get um, your first directorial debut, honestly, outside of college, nominated for multiple Oscars. It's like you got to be pretty good, and you got to have a like a fine grasp on filmmaking in order to nail that. And um, it, it's a big source of inspiration for me that movie because of how it came about, especially since it's he started off as a short film mm-hmm. and then he kind of made that almost to get funding for La La Land, which I think is a great double whammy for me. And both of these movies are in my top 10 because I was talking to Luca earlier as well. And um, I think this is why it's probably a good topic for me to be on for this one. Is mm-hmm. But like a lot of people have that era of just life, mm-hmm. but also for movies and music and stuff that they get attached to Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of times it's 70s 80s but i feel like we're in the era that i'm attached to right now i like where kind of movies are going for the most part especially independent stuff so like that's why you'll see a lot of the movies that i talk about are even in my top 10 um but yeah whiplash flawless movie in my eyes and i definitely think it deserves to be in the conversation at least for one of the best movies of the 2000s i think that's kind of i don't know i just as a whole i think it's interesting just because you come at it from like 2000s up is kind of your that's your area you know whereas obviously i grew up in that era too but i'm the opposite you know i'm still more of like a 70s to to 2000s like that's kind of my i don't know that's my area that i like i love all the i don't know i like original I like the very first of yeah, things yeah. you know i like uh halloween and jaws and the thing you know i, I like all these classic stuff so maybe that's why it's a little bit harder for me to do mm-hmm. the 2000s up just because it's not that I don't like these yeah. movies. Cause obviously but you not. just like just a shotgun blast of sure. a bunch of them. So um, for me, like I said, La La Land was one of the first movies that brought me back to that feeling of a kid mm-hmm. watching something for the first time, 
Because a lot of times, I, I don't know, I can be a movie brat and watch stuff and be like, there's a lot of kids my age that be like, oh, that was amazing. I'm like, they just stole this from that movie. Yeah, or yeah. This. That's kind of how I always am. So until recently, I feel like we're kind of getting back in the steam of like new things mm. like Hereditary was freaking great. Like there's oh, a whole man, bunch I, of yeah. Get Out. Like we're, we're back in, especially with horror movies mm-hmm. where things are rolling. But anyway, before we get off yeah. track anymore, my number two, I'm going Almost Famous. Yeah, I I'm yet to see, I've yet to see this one. Oh but my god! I literally uh, if I could about count how many times Lucas talked about this movie, like it'd probably be up in the hundreds. It's so well. Okay, so my dad has been in a band since I can remember. Just my household in general, <coughs> music is such a big deal in my life. You know, I mean, like I I was pretty, I don't know, I was a weird kid. I had a real tough time in elementary school just because I listened to the Beatles and I listened to all this old music. Nobody else listened to that shit. I didn't know. It was a foreign language to me, just like mm-hmm. the freaking movies they were watching because I was watching all this old stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, Almost Famous, oh, it's just all around it's freaking amazing. You have all these different performances. You have uh, Kate Hudson is awesome in it. Philip Seymour Hoffman is great. It's even got a little Jason Lee in there as the lead singer of the band. The Scientologist. It, way to bring that one down. Um <laughs> No, it's just, it's got so many lines. The, the music placement in it is so pitch perfect. I literally can't, well, that's why I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan is just because he just knows when to use a song. You know, it's it's a lot, it's a different skill than putting a score that matches a scene perfectly. Like finding a song on the radio that fits an exact mm-hmm. moment, I think almost famous. Like you don't, you don't even know. Like you like the song Tiny Dancer? You, you you don't know how much you like it until you watch it almost famous. Okay. Yeah. What if I watch it and I just hate it? Then I hate you. Okay, and that's fair. Yeah. All right, now do another one. Okay. I did back to back, you do back to back. Shit. Okay, so we got a musical in there. We got I have a Are like, we doing genre then? I wanna bo- I wanna bounce around. Yeah, I wanna bounce okay. around a little bit. I mean obviously we're there's gonna be more bounce than one bit. of something, yeah. you know. But I want to show that I like a lot of different types of movies. Okay. So, we did a we did a musical. I talked about. Oh, we both did music for the second one too. Yeah. It's not a musical, but they involve music. specifically music. Um, so my third one. Is there a common theme here? I don't know what's happening. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I'm gonna mix it up completely. I'm gonna do an action movie. Okay. Right. If I'm doing my list of what I want to see in there. I want the Kill Bill movies in there. Okay. They count as one, though. No. That's how he does it, dude. Okay. I guess so. Once upon a time, his ninth movie. That's so not how Kill Bill com- does it. It's volume one, volume. It was going to be one it movie. Sure, it was. And. No, it's not. The name that shall not be named said, oh, dude, this is two movies. Cut it in half right here. But sue me. My podcast, okay. my rules. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Kill Bill. One and two mirror each other. Opposites. Which one's better? Uh, you know, you could ask me the same question tomorrow at the same time, and I might have a different answer. I don't know. It's literally whatever one I watched last I probably like more. But at this very moment in my life, I like volume two. Okay. Yeah, I like, uh, I think it's interesting just because it's almost, uh, the first one, you think Kill Bill, everyone thinks the fight in the first one, you know, you got her against a crazy 88, (coughs) and it's this big, uh, crate, just the most insane sword fight you've ever seen in your life. That's what you think of when you think of Kill Bill. But the second one is the complete opposite. It's almost like a spaghetti western. Mm-hmm. And 
what you're expecting at the end. You know, it's called Kill Bill. So the climax you're expecting is, well, how can he top this? Well, before shit hits the fan, like, violently like that, it's almost a a battle of words. And you know how interesting Quentin Tarantino Mm -hmm. is when it comes to his scripts. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but he does go into superheroes a little bit. Yeah. Freaking gold. Well, Superman's disguise is Clark Kent. Yeah. Oh, did I have already talked about it? No, my dad loves that one. Oh, it's so fucking good. No, the Kill Bill movies for me, uh, other than, like, Tarantino's my favorite dude. Yeah. And other than Pulp Fiction, the tattoo is on my arm, speaks for it. My number two. Where's your Kill Bill tattoo, dude? Uh, it's on my ass. No. <laughs> volume one and volume two. <laughs> back to back, baby. No. The double feature. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's that's what I'm going with Steven, three. Dude. Yeah. I got I, I had to throw it in there. So Okay. So what? What's your what's your list looking like? La La Land, almost famous, Kill Bill. Sure. Um La La Land Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Very Nate Talon of me. Yep. Well we're about to go even more Nate Talon. Okay. And I'm bringing up Link Later. Oh, I'm shit. bringing up romance. Oh yeah. I'm bringing up good chemistry between two leads again, <laughs> and I'm going before sunset. There is, there's a pattern going on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't worry, it keeps going on. Don't you worry about that. Um, but yeah, before sunset, this movie's just special. Mm-hmm. Very short. Mm-hmm. All it is is two people talking. That's the entire movie. But for some reason, I was captivated more in this movie than I was in almost 99% of the movies that I watched. Something about just seeing two humans interact that definitely love each other but won't say anything. Mm-hmm. Something's, something's brilliant about that. And watching these play, watching this play out over long takes definitely helps with it where it almost feels like you're just kind of looking at this conversation happen instead of cutting around all these different shots. You're just w- witnessing a conversation. And uh, once again, another great ending for this one. Um but yeah, so many great moments. It's definitely my favorite out of the Before trilogy. But I yeah, think, I I think all of them are fantastic. Sure. All of them have their special points where you kind of want... For some reason, this is just like the, the package deal before Sunset where you kind of get both sides of the, the sadness and the hopefulness of it all. Uh-huh. But Before Sunrise, very hopeful, very romantic. Uh, before Midnight, very realistic portrayal of a relationship. Yeah. Um, but before sunset, you kind of get a best of both worlds. And, um, for some reason, the conversation that they had in that one is great. You kind of picking up, picking up with these characters. Like that's such an interesting idea. Picking up with the characters seven years later, sure. turns out that they never met up again and all this stuff. Dude, that, spoilers, I don't man. care. I don't care. I got to talk shit. about it. The, and then just wi- like, just the smile that you get on your face when they f- start talking again. And it's like, it, it just picks up where it left off. That's what. That's what it's, it's like. That movie kind of make it kind of makes me sad to watch that one, just because. Well, how old do you think they are when in before sunset? Sunset, maybe like twenty seven, thirty. I, I mean, neither of us are there or at that point of our lives yet. And the before sunrise, you know, it's all about youth, and that's kind of maybe that's where I'm at right now, and just flirting with, you know, just. I don't know, optimism and what life can be going and reaching your goals. And you watch Before Sunset. And, it, and it's almost bittersweet in a way. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's almost like, like Nate Talon's very attractive they, to bittersweet It's not stuff. what they wanted. Yeah. And life yeah. smacks you in the yeah. face. And that's totally realistic. Mm-hmm. So 
for that reason, it's great. But for me, it makes me sad watching it just because I don't want to. Fr- nobody wants to freaking be there. That's what I love. Yeah, give me it. Yeah, but an, the, another thing that it touches is I think that in anybody's life, there are just some people that you meet where you just have that you're connected to that that thing, you know, and you could not see each other for however long. But when you cross paths again, it's like no time has yep. gone by. Yep, and, and that's I how think you this know is the, the yeah. I think that there. this is the perfect example of that. You know, when they're together on screen, they don't even have to say anything. While one person's talking, just the look Looks. that the other person. The, the once again, great they kill, dude. Motley Crue. Oh my gosh, man! They 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 say, they almost say more than what they're actually because they're kind of. They're beating around the bush, you know. Exactly. They're talking about stuff, but they're not talking the about br- the what we want them to. The brilliance of but their eyes the, say the what they're of feeling the inside. Is that they're talking about these broad topics. Yep. That's all they're talking about, mm-hmm. but you all know that they just want to talk about this one specific sure. thing. And that's where the climax of the movie comes in. So good. Which is like an interesting way to see a movie, but just watching the, their interactions while they're still talking about stuff that's interesting, but it's almost what they're not saying, which is more interesting. And yeah, I just think once again it shows all you need is a good script and some good actors, and you can knock something out of the park. So, what's your next movie? Uh, boy, you see the the problem that I'm having here is that I want to mix it up, but I feel like once I get to like the eight or nine spot, I'm just gonna do a movie that you already said. Like I'm like thinking maybe Before Sunset's probably in there for me too, but I don't know yet. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna see where this takes me. I went with the musical. We did a music movie. Well, I got an action movie. I'm going to mix it up again. Stirring the pot. Stirring the pot. Name of the podcast. That's what we do here. We mix shit up. I kind of want to do like a horror movie. What do I pick? <laughs> you don't Look, even have any horror movies down there. I do have one. And it's not just a horror movie. It's also another category that I don't have in here. If we're just talking my, I don't think it's the great, I don't think it's the freaking Mona Lisa out here, but if we're just talking about my favorite movies from the 2000s up, Shaun of the Dead's going to be on there. Okay, is that really a horror? It's not it's horror zombies. comedy, I guess. Yeah, yeah horror comedy. It's not, I mean, it's a comedy for sure, but it, I'm not going to say it's scary. Well, I'll just say straight up wrong, because Hot Fuzz is a better movie. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Apples and Oranges. I'm a big Baby Driver guy, too. Though. I'd say apples and applesauce, dude. Edgar Wright's still the director. Yep. Fast pace, comedy, mm-hmm. action, horror. They're just combined comedy with a different thing. Sure. I wouldn't say it's apple and oranges. And apple and oranges are both fruit, so why can't we compare them? Okay, why do you like Hot Fuzz? I'm not, I'm not even saying that Hot Fuzz is in my top ten. I'm just saying that I prefer Hot Fuzz to Shaun of the Dead. The movies that I love, I'm a big horror movie guy. Not that Hot Fuzz doesn't kind of touch on those two because it is yeah. kind of spooky. Yeah. Anybody in a black hood, you know. Yeah. Cults. Some, yeah. You like cults, though. That's the fucking difference here. Uh, but that's here. not even what I like I about like, Hot Fuzz. I like zombies and monsters, and you freaking like cults. It's of course not, we're going to be at, on opposite sides of this fence. Look, at, I won't even, like, when Listen, the cult thing the happened one, in Hot Fuzz, the, I'm like, okay. The freaking one take of him walking to the store and back and then doing it again once there's, yeah, come sure. on, son. That's great. Come on. Yeah, That's it's great. great. Freaking, literally, it's, oh, again, so per- I just love I'm perfectly not... placed songs in a movie. When I hear Don't Stop Me Now, it was so perfect in that movie that I don't think of Queen. I think of Shaun of the Dead first. Look, I'm not saying that Shaun of the Dead is a, I think it's fantastic as well. Yeah. But I'm saying to take a place mm-hmm. in the top ten list. Yeah. 
there's a better movie out by the same guy. But if that's what you want, go that's for it. I, this put is it my freaking. Yeah, put I it like Shaun of the Dead. Put you know, down. I think uh, his first movie is a beautiful hot start. You know, I I don't know. I like Hot Fuzz just fine. But honestly, I probably like Baby Driver more than I like Hot Fuzz too. That hurt. Somebody might freaking shoot me yeah. as I'm walking Kevin out of this Spacey building. Might. Ouch, dude. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He's a good freaking actor. Shoot me. I don't care. <laughs> but no, Baby Driver of 2017. That was probably my favorite. I just like Edgar Wright, dude. Anyway, I I don't like that you're shitting on Shaun of the Dead. I'm here. not. I'm just saying, like, this is only ten movies, dude. Do you know how many movies came out? That's what I'm trying to help. Yeah, maybe that wasn't. No, I like. You already it. put it down. I like it's it. already locked. It's in. in there. It's if if we're talking best, I think is different than favorite. And what what do I prefer? Shaun of the freaking dude. Are you kidding me? When they're when the zombies are outside and they got to break through the. Um, the like little shed that they got, and they're going through the albums, and they're like, "No, no, no, yeah, not yeah, Purple Rain!" Yeah. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. It is, and then they run into the group. That's all. Yeah, they're like movie. mirrors of each. Oh, dude, dude, come on. Good movie. So good. Good movie. Don't tell me it's not a great movie. Great I think movie. Ed, yeah, Edgar Wright. Like, Fantastic movie. Great movie. I'd probably say it's a fantastic. Anyway, but okay. to me, the ending's a little weak. You know, I'd probably. But anyway, I still freaking love the movie. Yeah. So it's in there. Edgar for me. Wright's great. Yeah. Put him in there. Yeah. I got to put an Edgar Wright movie in there. And that's just probably my personal favorite of his. So now, since we're not do we're not doing straight one to ten, right? Yep. Okay. So I'm just. But gonna, yeah, like obviously I've given four movies. I don't freaking think yeah. Shaun of the Dead is the fourth best movie okay. of the two thousands. But so that that helps because I want to add some variety. We could sit here and be, I don't know. I don't want to say a film critic or something, but we no, could yeah, we could pick a, we could pick apart a million different movies. You know, we could be oh no, this this is the best picture. This is the best this or that. This isn't the this best is just a conversation. This is just our favorite, our personal. What what movies touched us the most from two thousand up? But I, I love a fun movie. But here we go. Okay. You know I'm a fan of animation, of course. So we're diving. We're in. diving in now. We're diving in now. All right. And I'm going to say this movie mm-hmm. because how you're saying, oh, I wouldn't say it's one of the great, like, I wouldn't say that this is one of the greatest movies. I'm going to come out and say this hot take, the greatest superhero movie ever made, baby. That ain't no hot take, boy. The Incredibles. Ice Cold. Ice cold. Brad Bird, his masterpiece, next to The Iron Giant, which is also a masterpiece, next to Ratatouille, which is also a masterpiece. Something's there with this guy. Mm-hmm. He knows how to make a movie, not even just animation proves himself in live action with ghost protocol we don't talk about tomorrowland we forget that that ever existed but incredibles fantastic doesn't even matter that it's animation it's just a great story about a family with superpowers and then more focuses on the family element which i think is all great superpower like superhero movies do is if they focus on the people behind the mask that's sure. what you find more interesting when they put on that mask you find that character infinitely more interesting mm-hmm. and i think he nails it the direction of this movie is insane. The score is one of the best no, 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 I've ever no, no, heard no, no, in my no, no, life. No, 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 go back. Go talk about the talk about the dirt. Go on your five minute spiel of the freaking camera look it, angles. Look I it. hear it every fucking week. Look at Brad Bird. <laughs> people are sleeping on this man. Sure. Not only like people always talk about directors that have their own style. No one brings up Brad Bird. This guy does J.J. Abrams better than J.J. Abrams does, but people still bring up J.J. Abrams. What's that about? This guy's killing it. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about it is you see his direction style translate from 
The Incredibles, which is an animated movie, to Mission Impossible, which is live action. You see similarities in both of those, which is phenomenal. And I, people, this is what I mean when people discredit animation because The Incredibles not only is a great animated movie, it's just a great movie, period. And half of that is because of how it's directed, sure. how it is so visceral. The action scenes are fantastic. The conversation scenes are even more fluid. It's like so back and forth and spectacular that I don't know. When it comes to superhero movies, I think that the, well, I don't know if it's the biggest thing, but a huge part of it for me is the villain. Yeah. Love the villain in this movie. Great. Great. Great, great little twist there for yeah, when you watch it for the first stuff. time. It's like. Yeah. Jason Lee kills it. Oh, oh look at that. He's on both of our lists. Crap, dude. I got to take it off. Signed <laughs> But yeah, great voice cast as well. Pixar yeah. always nails it with oh, that. Oh, are you kidding me? Like, obviously we can talk about uh, Tom Hanks' Woody mm-hmm. as being one of them, but. Sammy Jackson, yeah, as Frozen, yeah, even uh, is it Helen Hunt as yeah. Miss Incredible, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like right. every time I hear her voice, I never like see her. It's what, just okay. Just to go off on a side thing, what do you think the the best quote from that movie is? I love. I'm a big fan, and I would quote it all the time. Where um, mm-hmm. when Syndrome first sees the family all together, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Elastigirl, you marry Elastigirl." And got busy. <laughs> it's a whole family of supers. And he's like, oh, this is just too good. <laughs> I freaking love that, dude. Oh, my God. The the whole scene with Mr. Incredible and Frozone is just endless quotes right there. Everything Frozone says, of course, you got to throw in, where is my super suit? Sure. Well, Great this, scene. I don't know if this is necessarily like the greatest quote in the world, but it's just the one that stuck with me the most from that, that I say on a regular basis, is... Uh, it's about right before their wedding when he's on the rooftop, and Frozone goes by. And he's like, looks at looks at the time. He's like, "Should you be getting ready?" He says, "I still got time." Yeah. So anytime I yeah. somebody says I still got time, or I try to throw that in there. Oh, you know. Yeah. Let's just talk about the intro to that movie. Oh yeah. Amazing, and how the world's so defined, where it's like old time America, but with some futuristic tech, and oh, it's just. It's like an espionage movie, but it's a superhero movie, but it's a family movie, but it's also a comedy, but it's also an action adventure. Not only is The Incredibles one of the greatest animated movies ever made, one of my favorite movies ever made, but I think it needs a spot in the top ten movies of the 2000s. Okay, well, you did a freaking animated movie, so that makes me want to do an animated movie. I don't know if I can argue with you on this one. People put animated movies in a different category, but I think that's one that bridges that. Yeah perfectly yep. so i think that's probably my also pick too. could always just put it in that movie and watch it exactly. like that's one that is like infinitely rewatchable sure. for me um the only other ones that i could think of that might even rival it um big monsters inc guy yeah big monsters inc guy um i like finding Nemo a lot too that one you don't you personally don't like no 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 no, 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 no you've no. seen it too many times i've seen it too many times but, but I mean, I if we're talking about Incredibles, a lot yeah. of times, but like something about Finding Nemo, where mm-hmm. just for me personally, I still think it's phenomenal. Like the opening is great, mm-hmm. uh, the whole story is great, but something the charm just kind of wears off after I've seen it so many times. Where Incredibles, it almost gets more and more every time I watch it. I wonder what the difference between that is. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe personally, like maybe it's the disconnect between watching fish and watching human-like characters but i, I mean toy yeah. story does it but they still look kind of human-like so maybe there's that aspect uh, but i, I also know. think no because i don't think that's it at all yeah, because I don't think that's one, it the one that i'll probably say here soon is 
almost no facial expressions, but still is, I think, one of the greatest feats in, in modern, um, yeah, modern movie making. Um, I won't say that one then. Um, were you going to say it? No, oh, I was going to mention it. I was going to kind of go down yeah, yeah, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. give some love. I'll skip that that's, one. That's on my list for so, sure. So Monsters, Inc. is a close one for me. I personally love Finding Emo. But for me, I mean, we're talking about stuff that we love. We love a good romance thing, playing the heartstrings. If you play the heartstrings, I'm instantly going to like gonna your movie Shrek, more. going to say don't you? Oh, Shrek's fucking good, too. But I love father-son stuff. I don't know what it is. I came from a great... Uh, childhood, mm-hmm. you know, great relationship with my dad, and anytime there's something between a kid and his father, it fucks me up. Mm-hmm. And I think Finding Nemo is a great example of that. Um, so maybe that's why I like that one. Are you looking forward to Onward then? Uh, like, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, original, thing. original Pixar. So I'm in. Dead father, know. son's looking to spend one more day with him. I mean, am I going to bring a box of tissues to the movie? Of course, but I'm going to freaking watch it, you know. Um, but outside of Pixar, outside of DreamWorks, I'm going to throw a 2D animated movie in there just as an honorable mention because I, I nominated Incredibles. But I can't do this podcast and talk about my favorite animated movies without throwing a crazy curveball in here that everyone's going to look at me like, what the heck? Like, Traffic. I might don't know st- what you're gonna say. Traffic might stop outside okay. and literally be like, "What the? F-? Am I gonna sit back in my chair when you say this? I don't know." Emperor's New Groove. Okay, so good. Yeah, that's oh, a great I one. Love it. Everyone sleeps on that. That movie. is that is like one of the most slept on Disney movies. Absolutely. I feel I like there's a renaissance so, for yeah. appreciation recently sure. with it, but like when I go to box lunch, that's the first thing I'm looking for. I'm like, "What do they got?" That's Emperor's New Groove. Talk about almost every single line makes you laugh gold oh my gosh and david spade is so good john goodman's awesome like freaking uh uh cronk come on oh my god come on he's well it's just uh short one though yeah yeah short sweet yeah maybe hour 19 sure crazy but yeah yeah that's a that's a good pick yeah so i went incredibles on mine too just because i mean there's nothing to argue about um We'll, we'll, we'll swing things back to you. Let's actually swing and go to Spider-Man 2. Ooh, Not only I already claimed Incredibles uh-huh. as the greatest superhero movie ever made, but I would say Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man, well, probably my favorite uh, fictional character of all time. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 does such a great job of nailing the essence of the character while still making it, I mean, you think about that movie and a majority of it is just focused on Peter Parker which I feel is what you need to make a good Spider-Man story. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you get the complaints with when he's wearing the mask, you get almost nothing. It's just a blank face. It's freaking, sp- that's almost the but charm of Spider-Man, though, is that anybody No, 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 be but you get no emotion, Yeah. which is why the comics would have the animated eyes and how you see more sure. of stuff recently deal with the animated eyes and yeah. stuff like that, which yep. I think is a good move. Um, but... That's a lot. A lot of people complain about Tobey Maguire's persona, but I feel like he nails like the '60s Spider-Man, that type of super nerd. But almost I think he gets kills the Peter Parker fake, stuff. Yeah, and the, in the suit, like a fake sure. confidence as Spider-Man, which yeah. I think is great. I think. Um, well, the I, th- villain I think is, of it as like he's such a nerd. Yeah, that he that almost he doesn't, doesn't know. know how to be cool. Yeah. You know, so like Garfield was way too cool yeah. as Peter Parker. 
in the suit, he's great, super charming. But I kind of feel like he's just as charming outside the yeah. suit. Whereas I feel like, would Peter Parker really like know how to be? Yeah, like, exactly. I think that there's certain people who just have a way with words. It's like his version of exactly. What you know, yeah. it's like he's which I think he stu- Like I'd imagine, like when I think of freaking Tobey Maguire as Spider Man, like if Spider Man saved me and then said something afterwards, I'd be like, that really? might have been the worst lie I've ever heard yeah. in my life. <laughs> like the greatest moment of my life getting saved by Spider Man, and he said whatever Keep the change <laughs> <laughs> pizza time <laughs> but oh, but uh, yeah i mean once again another phenomenal score in this movie but as just such a like a super spider-man fan um i feel like it just nails the character definitely has a heart to it that i think is lacking um in a lot of superhero movies nowadays you get to see that's what makes a special superhero movie i feel too is when it gets that heart that sense of i don't know for this, it captures the darkness that superheroes can go down, but also the fun that superhero movies can be, mm-hmm. where, of course, people will bring up the Dark Knight and stuff like that, and it's definitely in the conversation. But for me, that movie just drains me when I watch it because of how yeah, dire I, well, everything is. Yeah, in the Dark is. Knight... See, I don't, I don't know. I, I could get some hate on this, but for me, when I think... Uh-oh. Of the, Are I you lo- stirring the pot? I, lo- I am. That's what we do! No, but... Um, <laughs> I think the Dark Knight has one of the greatest performances we've ever seen caught on camera. Yeah, like, but uh, if it didn't have that, like, think we just got an okay Joker in that. Yeah, I don't know if the movie holds up as great. You know, I I think as a movie, it's good, like great, sure, but I don't know if it's necessarily fantastic. Like, I think that performance puts it over the top. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, superhero movie. Yeah. But in terms I mean, of in a film, world where you know, doesn't exist for sure. Yeah, but like I think that I don't know. I think that's part of the thing with Spider-Man is just how relatable he is. You know, on you talked about it earlier, but he his his normal life problems are just as bad as him as Spider-Man. You know, you exactly. have the villain going on, but he's got a, he's struggling Great to pay villain, rent. He's got a oh yeah, the villain's fantastic. He's got to pay rent. The whole thing with Mary Jane. He's late for school. You know, he's got a job, which he sucks at. And and it tackles this in a brilliant way by he Peter Parker is so stressed out that he literally can't function as Spider-Man. He literally doesn't want to be Spider-Man yeah. anymore. Like, what superhero movie have you ever watched where the guy's like, fuck this? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is almost, yeah. And then he, yeah. And then he comes back. That speech with Aunt May, too. Sure. The train fight sequence? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? One more time. Are you kidding me, dude? The ending? Beautiful. Score. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, Just great villain in it as well, which is almost a necessity for a great superhero movie. Yeah. I think Spider-Man, che- once again, checks off every box that I'm looking for in a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, And if you look at it, you may notice some similarities between... Incredibles and Spider-Man when it comes to focusing on human elements more so than the superhero, and then the superhero stuff shines because of it. It's even got that freaking Evil Dead scene in it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. Well, that's just rainy, yeah. you know? Yeah, and then just interesting direction as well in sure. the movie. Which, I like having some style in yeah, my stuff. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. I'm, I'm a fan of those snap zooms. Give yeah, me them. I, lo- I love any sense of style, you know? Like, give me those unrealistic shots where it's like, 
you see Spider-Man swing and it goes all the way out. It's in Doc Ock's goggle. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> but it's still cool, so give me it. But yeah. So I may catch some flack on that one, but I'm putting it in there. You know, this, okay, now we're really. We're getting, getting into spicy territory. I'm just, it's not on my list. I feel different about it than when I first watched it. But if we're talking superhero, we talk Incredibles, we talk Spider-Man 2, we've talked The Dark Knight, the big three. I'm just going to give a, a slight baseball, not on my cap, to Endgame. Okay. As like an event? As an event. As somebody who has put in the time of all what, 22, 23, yeah, however many movies. You know, I saw them all as they came out in theaters, and I still... That's probably the best movie experience in the theater I've ever had. Yeah. You know, I'm in tears. You know, I've never had anything pay off like that. You know, I'm hoping here at the end of July it's going to be the equivalent <laughs> of that with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But at this very moment in my life, if we're talking superhero movies, I can't skip past it. You know, by itself, ton of flaws mm-hmm. for sure. But if you've watched all of them, and you just something you, special you're waiting it. for the you know you're waiting for the perfect ending. That was kind of freaking it, man. Mm-hmm. It, it really was. Like I forgive me for being able to turn off my brain and not think. Wait, how does the time travel work? Yeah. What? No, it's like time travel. All right, whatever. Sure, whatever you got to do. The, exactly. Wait, how was Cap old in the? Yeah. End? What? Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. What did I want to see at the end of that? Cap dancing with his woman, and that's what we freaking got. Mm-hmm. And I was a mess afterwards. And we got we got. I am Iron Man. Oh. Beautiful. Also, if you're saying that, I got to give a little honorable mention Mm because it won't make my list, but I have to give a shout-out to Into the Spider-Verse as well. Oh, yeah. Almost on the same level as Spider-Man 2 for me. Beautiful art style, really captures Spider-Man as a character. Mm -hmm. Uh, Almost infinitely rewatchable because of the small little stuff that you pick up on. That's definitely one that's... If it was just animation, that'd be on there for sure. Your turn. Boy. Looking now we're getting into it. I know. I'm looking at my list, and I'm... I'm still doing good, though. I still got a couple on my mind that I'm ready. See, I, I got... I feel like I got one that's, uh, like, good for to end with. Like, I don't want to waste it, you know, because I'm starting to look at your list and be like, Spider-Man 2 looks pretty freaking good. <laughs> it might even look a little bit better if it was on my list, too. Um... <laughs> Hey, you don't be don't feel the need to have a different list. You know, you can. That's true. Well, I'm overthinking it. That's what's happening here. The pot has been stirred so much. I'm getting dizzy thinking about this. I'm looking at all these options. Some might say that's even ruining what you're the concoction that you're making. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Just a light stir, not a freaking whirlpool. I kind of want to go a drama now. Okay. I mean, you got plenty to pick from. You know, I think that. Movies like No Country for Old Men need to be yeah, said. Definitely um, in the mentions. Big departed guy. Well, I'm just a big Leo guy, but I love me some Scorsese, so that and Matt Damon and Wahlberg and Alec Baldwin and freaking everybody's it's, in that movie. Yeah, it's a, a perfect concoction of everything Jeff that you would Nicholson. want from a Scorsese movie. Yeah, so that's got to be in there. Um, Not for me, but for you, yeah. I kind of want to... Ah, shit. I see a movie that I'm surprised you haven't mentioned yet because you heralded it as one of your favorites. Really? That's what I was saving for the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. I might go... Th- I'm. You know what? I'm going to go right next door. Stay in that ballpark. 
I can't even read what that says. Well, you're oh, gonna find out. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I said I was gonna go drama. I'm also going foreign. Okay. And we talked about Whiplash being A to B drama. You know, this does that times a hundred. This is literally just like I'm stressed out watching this yeah. movie. We're going to separation. Mm. Oh mm. man, we watched it in uh, international international film history, and I've never been the same since. Like it is. It's a freaking journey watching that movie. It stresses me the heck out because there's list. so many problems that overlap, and like one thing can't happen without the other thing, and you're all almost in a situation where no, I mean there is a right and wrong, but some of the stuff it's like both people are right in the situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're dealing with people losing a kid and watching a, an old grandfather with was he got Alzheimer's. Right? I haven't seen the movie. Oh, you're dealing with a whole bunch of different stuff here that overlap. That it's just I, there's not there's nothing I would change about it. And the end of it, I mean, l- just looking at your list of amazing endings, you know, La La Land, Whiplash, Before Sunset. This is right there too, and I'm not gonna say why, but I love the ending of this movie. Okay, it's de- it's a hundred percent on my list for sure. As long uh, along with the movie, uh, right to the right of that one. That you have down, uh, that's on the top of my list as well. Yeah. Oh. Is that gonna, is that a potential to be on your list or? Uh, we're not there yet. Okay. Dude. Okay. okay we're not there um, yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one that I have my eyes on for sure. Okay. So, is it back to me? Yep. I guess I'll go four and two. Ooh. But I'll go in a little bit of a different direction. We're gonna s- do some Japanese animation. Oh fuck! Here we go. Laying out. Some may say an anime movie. But I'm going to just call Wait, it. did you hear that? I feel like the three viewers that are listening all just turned off the pod no, no, at no, the no, same no. time. <laughs> listen kidding. here. I'm just kidding. What's great about this movie is, yeah. of course, there's, of course, you get the Japanese anime tropes. Yep. But it almost does a great way of just moving past that and using that to shift your expectations as you're watching it. Mm-hmm. And it's being adapted by Mark Webb. Uh, and I forgot what production oh, company. Oh, shit. You were telling me about this. And it's going to be uh, Your Name. Oh, so okay, yeah, I watched that one. Well, well, I thought it was gonna be something I haven't seen. No, okay, your name. I thought that. Never mind. You're talking about another one earlier, but no. Oh, I'll is bring that in there that, too. No, oh, that's shit. in there too, dude. All right, so um, we kind of already know each other's list, but all right. Um, but your name. Uh, good stuff. Once again, if you look at all the other movies on my list, it mm-hmm. checks off. We got romance. We got fantastical elements. Uh, we have a great ending. Um. Could be bitter, could be sweet, could be bittersweet. You got to watch the movie. You don't know where it's going to go. Multiple twists and turns w- in this movie where I'm like, wait, this is going in a completely different direction that I even thought possible in a movie like this. And um, it's just a very touching movie with some of the most gorgeous animation I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's insane. And some people, I think some people say it's a little cheating. Because it looks like traditional 2D animation, but I think they use some 3D stuff to make this stuff look better. Mm-hmm. But I don't care because it looks gorgeous. Yeah, some looks, of the best-looking stuff awesome. is close-ups on very mundane stuff. It looks almost, almost... There's so many shots in this movie where it could just be a wallpaper, you know? And uh, they had a band um, called the Rad Wimps that are popular in Japan do the soundtrack for the movie. And they even translated all the songs themselves and sang it in English for the uh, English dub. Um, and so you get great music as well. Not only the instrumentals, but the 
the actual songs uh, definitely has some heart touching stuff. And I'm just kind of throwing this in there because it's one of my personal favorite movies, but I also think that it's slept on a lot when it comes to just movies in general. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't slept on it in Japan, that's for no, sure. it's like the number yeah. two yeah, number all-time two. Um, box office. And yeah, hopefully with this yeah. adaptation they do it justice because uh, it's definitely a story I can see be adapted for us. Um, I just hope that they do it well because it's it's a good story. There's literally no excuses. They have the story right there. You just got to do it justice. And I think Mark Webb is a good director for it because he definitely handles those romantic connections well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it once again, one of the no- another movie that checks off almost all the boxes that i'm looking at you know and uh, honestly even if uh japanese uh, animated movies aren't your thing it's worth just watching just to see how gorgeous it is like watch it it on the best tv that you can and it's just beautiful it's really cool just to think like because there's not like a perfect way to animate a movie you know i mean like toy story 4 is coming on soon and just watching the trailer for that like in the rain it's like oh my gosh but you can at the same time watch something like your name and be like wow this is amazing too yeah. but they're two different looking yeah. things where it's not even going for realism it's just going for yeah it's beautiful it's and like you can say all those movies are just beautiful and that's what i it's love like a movie and painting almost yeah it's freaking weird yeah it's gorgeous but i just sit back and you just let it happen yeah like i don't yeah i can't even yep some me personally sometimes some of the stuff that it shows you just get ooh, you get a little chills did you, like, ever, did you ever see a movie kubo yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings. What are your thoughts on that? Just because that's a mix of different. Yeah, animations. I think I think it's gorgeous. Uh, the uh, story didn't really do it to me for me uh, too much. I think personally, Paranorman oh. is a better uh, movie from Leica, but Kubo is definitely like extremely gorgeous, and I still like it a whole lot. But um, what they yeah, what Leica the people at Leica do with stop motion is incredible. And yeah, I, re- I remember being at Columbia and I took a few animation classes and that's the only thing people would talk about mm-hmm. is kubo yeah. just because for good reason the too. different stuff that they did to yeah they'd shoot they'd shoot the miniatures and stop motion against green screens and stuff like that and still add visual effects on top of the stop motion that's why a lot of people were even pushing for that to maybe get like a visual effects not at the oscars but unfortunately it did not i don't believe so just to give them some love to another animated movie kind of in that same mix of animations is uh is it the little prince yeah 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 yeah. that movie was freaking great and i i even forget about that movie sometimes but now that we're talking about it it just got me thinking about it again i freaking loved that movie Mm -hmm. that was um the characters in it and uh, jeff bridges is freaking awesome and netflix yeah um but also if i'm mentioning your name japanese animation uh right on the cusp of this stuff uh how's moving castle and spirited away uh, two phenomenal and the wind rises wait so are they not on your list then? no oh three phen- I, I did the your name f- as the japanese animation gotcha. movie okay um how i was moving castle was almost th- like literally right there like you could ask me on a different day and i may say i was moving castle i like more than your name mm-hmm. but uh, i'm just giving the shout out to that just because um i feel like miyazaki gets a lot of love for the best reason possible is because he's phenomenal mm-hmm. but i want to give a little shout out to something that maybe not so many people heard of um but yeah he's a master and i'd say the wind rises maybe his it's it can be a snoozer for some people but uh it's his most very most personal project because it was also his last one before he retired but it's very near and dear to his heart and you can see that through the story that he tells so 
shouts out to Miyazaki. Everyone knows that his movies are great because they are. What's up next for you? Uh, before I go to my next one, I I don't feel like you're gonna have an action movie on yours. So if you had to nominate one just for the heck of it, what what would your number one action movie be? Are you are you uh, uh, are you a Mad Max guy? Mad Max, Mission See, Impossible, I'm, Fallout. I'm not visually. Mad Max was of course great, but when it first, I didn't realize it was gonna freaking get nominated for eleven Oscars and yeah, all that. Yeah. Just, like that completely went over my head at the time. And, like, people think of that as, like, the greatest freaking action movie of all time. I mean, I couldn't be more on the other. Like, I'm like, whoa, great. I mean, it's good stuff. I just hated that it's like, all right, our plan is we're going to go get to this place. Oh, wait, that didn't work out. But, but you that, know what? But Let, it's an let's, action movie. Let's dude. turn around and go back the exact same direction. That'll never work. I don't know. That just really has never sat I mean, well with me. But, I mean, at the end of the we're talking action movies. So that's literally the definition of turn your yeah. brain off and just watch what's happening. Yeah. Um, it took so long to edit that movie too because yeah, no, I'm not saying it's not great. Yeah. You know, it it deserves its name to be mentioned. It's just not my like fave. I mean, you give a honorable mention nod to the John Wick movies. Sure, oh, they're yeah. not the greatest, but they do action well. Um, man, I don't know. Would Inception is kind of an action movie. I like Inception a lot. I guess that's um, that's what I never would have thought of that. Um, Mission Impossible Fallout is like oh, insane, yeah. <laughs> not insane. Sure. What I'm witnessing, you got to give honorable mention to the raid movies as well. Oh man, those are just that's got to be yeah. up there. Um, I don't know, that's a tough one because I'm not a big action movie guy to be honest with you. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd say Fallout. Or you could say The Incredible. I mean, yeah, that yeah, I did yeah, say an action movie yeah, already. Yeah, the Incredible. Also, Spider-Man Two. That's an action movie, isn't it? Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, superhero. They kind of overlap. It, ha- it has one of my favorite action scenes with the train. The scene, train. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably where I would go with it. Nothing too out of the box, I'd say. Okay, so I'm next, right? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Oh, what? actually, I'd change it. I'd say uh, Fast and Furious Seven. Well. It's weird. Uh, we did ha- over half this podcast, and now I'm looking for a new guest to finish it off after that <laughs> response. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so let's see. I got La La Land. I got Almost Famous. I got the Kill Bill movies, Shaun of the Dead, Incredibles, Separation. What are we? What number are we at for you? Uh, seven. I'm lagging behind. Are you? Yeah, because you have one more of mine that I don't have on yours, right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because you have Incredibles also on yours, and then I also have none of the other ones that you oh, have. Oh, yeah. But that's so, okay. So you, no, you no, 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 so obviously we've talked before Sunset. That's that could be in there. I've mentioned Crazy Stupid Love. That's just one of my favorite rom coms. Not the best ending, but a rom com in general. You know what I'm gonna put in here? In the mood for love. Oh, so it is gonna be yeah. on the list. That's I haven't seen this is another one that I haven't seen, but is like 
the number score in one it on is my watch. so interesting because they just they repeat it right at throughout the entire thing, and then like it's so much so that you're it's gonna be stuck in your head for weeks. The editing in it is great. It like for example, just one thing that I love seeing in a movie. Let's say two people are sitting in a diner, right? You go back and forth, pan left and right. You start the conversation on one side. You go to the other side. You go back, and they're wearing a different outfit. Different day. You know, they do tons of shit like that. Oh, it's good. Short and sweet. I've never really seen anything like it. You know, it's... The the cinematography is freaking awesome. The what they're wearing, what the specifically what the lead actress is wearing, just the costumes. Mm-hmm. And, oh man. There's a shot of the dude, uh, everybody knows the one shot from that yeah, movie yeah. sitting at his desk with the smoke going. Give me a freaking break. <laughs> so that I'm I'm throwing that on there. Okay. Yeah. Nothing else to add about it? Just other than I guess if I'm going to give a short little plot, you got two people moving in next to each other. Both in relation, both in shitty relationships, and slowly start to fall in love with each other. Interesting. I have a feeling I may like this movie. It's good stuff. Okay, now that we're on the topic of love stories again. <laughs> yeah, I just opened the door for you. Okay. We're jumping into one of the best, in my opinion. Whoa. Love stories. Between two people okay, that don't even speak a language that we even comprehend. Oh, okay. Okay. I was confused. I was like, where is this going? We're going Wally. Wally. What a feat. People who don't like Wally, mm-hmm. get out of here. You're not welcome here. This movie is great. You were on. You were on the don't like Wally train. Come on. Wally's pretty good. No train. way, dude. I was on that. I didn't like Wally. This is going to be a stupid reason why I didn't like Wally. But there's a movie called Idiocracy, Luke Wilson. Stupid comedy, right? Kind of hints at the same little things of the we're in the future, the world is in a shitty place. and But in that one, like people are like idiots, and it's a whole thing. Like they're. Uh, Never compare this movie to Wally ever again. It, I just watched Wally, and that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, oh, it's kind of like that. And I probably. I, I watched it one time from freaking. When it came out in 08 to uh, last year, or this year, whenever we watched it. So I was harsh critic, because I'd only seen it once. Yeah. But after a while, I mean, it's good. It's it's amazing stuff. But what what's so impressive about this movie, <laughs> of course it's gorgeous, yeah. as most Pixar movies are. But the fact that they're able to sell this relationship between two robots, don't speak, they say one word to each other. Mm-hmm. But with the like the character design, the animation on the characters, the way they are, these two robots, one of the things that I always say, I mean, the first 30 minutes is pretty much a silent movie. Mm-hmm. Great score in this one as well. Great message as well as just a great story about love. But also the fact that these two robots have more chemistry than a lot of f- physical actors in some of the movies I see. That's kind of painful. Yeah. No off. excuse. Yeah. No excuse. This... And I don't know, something special. It, Wally's just a movie that never fails to warm my heart, never fails to maybe give me hope and humanity, you know. It's just a movie that I'm glad exists for that reason. Sure. Um, and not only that, it's just a master class in animation and sound design and all of the above, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just want to give it a list. 
I, I, this is why, like, when it comes down to my personal Pixar stuff, I'd say that Wally may be the best Pixar movie, but it's not the one that I enjoy the most, if that makes any sense. So, Incredibles is Incredibles is okay. for sure. Incredible, yeah. But Wally is like, every time I watch it, I'm in awe of what these professionals are able to do, you know? It's, yeah, it's something special. And if you haven't watched it in a while and you remember watching it being bored a little bit, if you have any appreciation for animation or love stories or anything like that i i suggest revisiting it because it's something special for sure and there's a reason why it's brought up so often when it comes to these kind of circles okay that's all i have to add about that one so i got three spots left and i'm looking at a few different things here i'm not ready to go here yet i might <laughs> the, the thing that i'm staring at right now is like i said i'm a big tarantino fan love Django unchained you know, Leonardo DiCaprio is my favorite freaking actor, and he freaking kills it in that one. Calvin Candy, mm-hmm. gold. I Are you putting another Tarantino movie on there? Well, that's the thing. It's There's that side of it, right, of the slave story. But you could also go 12 Years a Slave yeah. as, like, the realistic straight drama. And I'm having a real time deciding between the two. Because Django, to me, it's almost like two separate movies. It's kind of like, like I think the pacing has some problems. Uh-huh. Um, I would agree. And, spe- you know, I might go 12 Years a Slave just because Django Unchained does, I said, he's got great music placement. I've said that again and again over on this podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of hearing it. He kind of fucks it up in this one. Right after he escapes from, uh, he's captured by, I can't think of the name of him. That's going to kill me. What? You know when he's captured by the mining company? Oh, yeah, yeah. The something mining, like Tarantino does his little cameo. Mm-hmm. Rough that, accent. Yeah, that's rough. Um, now that's... Kind of happy he exploded brutal. himself. Yeah, that's one. brutal. But uh, right after that, they play my favorite song. John Legend, who did that to you. And then they change the song like three times immediately, and they each kind of have a different like feel to them. Didn't flow well at all. Were a fan? Not a fan. Like, I literally think about skipping it every time I watch it. Just because Jesus. it's... I know. I'm a freaking... I'm a baby. Yeah. But I'm a, I might go 12 Years a Slave just because it, it was so powerful the first time I watched it. And I... I mean, it's tough to say what is the most accurate, but, I mean, just, it seems like the most legit, like, slave movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, also, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Steve McQueen, phenomenal director. If you haven't seen his other movies, see them immediately, because they're great. Have you seen Widows? No, I didn't see Widows. Great. Have you seen Shame? No. I don't even know what Shame is. It's about Michael Fassbender plays a sex addict. One that I, I felt like taking a shower after I was done watching Ooh. it. But it's it's worth a watch. Some of the best cinematography I've ever seen. Okay. Great movie. Okay. He knows how to direct a movie. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Great performances in that movie as well. That movie, that's one that is up there with, like, silence for me where it's like, man, that was great. But I never have any urge to watch that again, you know? That's a good point. Like it, Whoa, that's interesting. I might not go 12 Years a Slave, though. Because if we're – that might be, like – Best, ten best. Yeah, but favorite, 
I don't. I'm not gonna walk around saying that's my favorite. Mo- oh yeah, I just am in the mood to watch just the worst movie <laughs> ever, dude. I, no, I'm a psycho. No, screw it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Forget twelve You're years. Stirring slave. the pot. No country for old men. Okay. Deacons. Okay. Cohen brothers. You got the Deeks. Uh, Javier Baez, right? No, that's the freaking <laughs> that's Cubs, the Cubs, dude. Player. Javier uh, Bardem. Bardem. Uh, you got Josh Brolin, Brolin. Woody Harrelson, Tommy Lee, Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. I don't even really need to say much no. about that. Just Literally, all you need to say is Cohen Brothers, Deacons. And the Chicago Cubs. And the Chicago Cubs. Cubs. No. Um, yeah, I that's, mean, it's best picture. That may be on my list, too, but I don't know. We're not there yet. Okay, so but you that, That's a good one. Yep. Now we're getting into territory where it's a little bit hard for me. Sure. I'm going to go down a path of another director that I really enjoy in this kind of era. Um, oh, dude. Okay, I got – how many do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. I'm going to go we, – we're going down the Denis Villeneuve rabbit hole okay. now. Yeah, I was waiting for it. I, I wanted you to get there before I did. So we got multiple, Tons multiple possibilities here. Mm-hmm. Do I go Blade Runner 2049? Mm-hmm. What a realized world. Great story for something that no one knew. No one even wanted this movie. Sounds and it comes out and just kills you. One of the best, maybe the best shot movies I've ever seen from like a visual standpoint. I agree. Sure, cinematography is more than just crazy lights and stuff like that. But this movie is just a joy to just watch. Even though the subject matter is pretty dark, just watching it, the colors, the framing, everything about it is You insane. forgot. I mean, you're not even talking about the best part of it visually. Anna de Armas. Good guy. <laughs> oh, I'm I drooling. You were say Ryan Gosling. That too. That too. Then <laughs> the scene and together. Yeah. Oh man, I'm drooling just thinking about <laughs> it. You got that? Let's throw it on. Oh my god. But yeah. It's that's that's insane. But Okay. You can also just go dive into another subgenre that Nate Town loves. Uh-huh. And go like crime thriller. Ooh. And go prisoners. Another movie shot by Deacons with two phenomenal performances by Jake Gyllenhaal. And That's a Nick Talon favorite. Right that there. is, and it's also a Nate Talon favorite. Mm-hmm. But I have my problems with Prisoners. You know, I think some parts are weak in it. I think, like the whole reveal and everything, I felt is it just falls a little flat for how big it is for it. But um, everything else in that movie is like there's so many things where you don't even want to watch what's happening on screen, and it but it's shot so well that you kind of want to see what he's gonna do next. Yeah. You know, and Hugh Jackman banger of performance in this one jake gyllenhaal two opposite sides of the coin but that's what the whole movie's about um hey hugh jackman and prisoners or hugh jackman and logan prisoners really yeah okay i like logan like i'm i'm a logan fan but i'm not over here claiming that's a masterpiece well i mean yeah it's got a shitty villain in it but i mean hugh jackman's performance does that if anything he's got well, two what? performances yeah and that's what i'm saying one of the performances is the shitty villain <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. no but yeah. i think he's great in both movies okay. but something about him i like hugh jackman playing a, a human yeah, yeah okay. you know um not taking away from saying that logan like uh, mutants aren't humans you know i don't want to get into that fuck, dude. i don't want to get in that <laughs> but um but yeah something about like a realistic like he, seeing him in a realistic setting when i'm so used to seeing him and like that stuff, and watching him just shine, like the uh, the rabbit hole that he goes down in this movie is great to it. It's sad to watch, but it's great to mm-hmm. watch at the same time. But yeah, I was waiting for. I it. think my favorite may be over twenty forty nine. Over twenty four. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like okay. okay. Look, twenty forty nine. I get it. Yeah. I, I fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm never. You're never gonna catch me on a day where I'm like, yeah, twenty forty nine is okay. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal movie. But something about Arrival. And it pains me to put this above the other ones because I love Deacon so much, but it's not shot by Deacons. It's shot by an up-and-coming guy that is fantastic as well, Bradford Young, and the cinematography in this movie is great as well. But something about Arrival really strikes a chord with me where, once again, another ending where my heart rates through the roof and it ends right as you're thinking that you're getting to some closure and then it ends on you. Mm -hmm. But then you realize that you did get the closure that you needed. But when it ends at first, you're like, what? That's the ending. Mm-hmm. But then you realize, especially upon a rewatch, when you start rewatching a movie and then the first 10 minutes takes over a whole new meaning and you start to get a little watery eyed based on the first 10 minutes of the movie. That's when I knew that Arrival was something special. Once again, great performance. Amy Adams. What a wonder in this movie. What a wonder in general. Uh, definitely slept on by the Academy when it comes every single year. Um Jeremy Renner has a great performance in this movie, Forrest Whitaker, and also just a very interesting story out of the ordinary about an alien invasion. And it just boils down to how communication is so important, and a lot of us take it uh, for granted. And, um, yeah, I think the message of this movie is great, and I will you will always catch me saying that this is one of the best edited movies I've ever seen in my life watch like you watch it the first time and you're kind of thinking like what every time it cuts you're almost like what why is it what then you watch it again and you're like literally everything makes sense and it's insane how they even like how he even attempted like how denis even was like oh yeah i can do this easy let me just direct this movie real quick people would stay like with a 10 foot pole away from this movie but denis jumped in and he killed it Mm -hmm. with something yeah, I don't know. It's a short story that got adapted into a feature-length movie that's... And the short story, I don't know. Phenomenal movie. Definitely worth a watch. What Pulls do you think more string. impressive, that he pulled off Arrival or that he pulled off 2049? Now, here's something that may be a little hot take. With the crew behind him, and he has a great crew for Arrival as well, but with the crew behind him for 2049... You're at least getting a good one, uh-huh. you know, but it is very like I'm consistently impressed by Denis. That's why I have faith in this Dune movie that should I have should have zero faith in because it's known to be like almost impossible, unadaptable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but both are impressive. But for me, where does he even go from there? But Rival like is he like just exactly, keeps going up. exactly. But yeah. yeah, like what happens if he kills Dune and He's then like, he has, hey, there's a sequel and he yeah. kills that too? And it's like, oh, we just got this this perfect franchise now by the knee he's I like yeah we're gonna redo uh game of thrones and no, <laughs> we're, no, gonna no re- do it, we're gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna redo lord you of the you know Rings. what you know what i would love to see him do after dune a little independent yeah chore. Just, <laughs> no, we'll just go down to something yeah. small again he does the do next like a little before thriller. move no i'm just kidding give what? me give no, me no, no give me like a romance later. yeah that'd be cool give me a romance i like people mixing it up yeah so, that, sure. i would love to see that but i mean basically this spot just goes to the knee i don't even know what's like how you get higher on the scale than that. You know, he's just keeps going up and up. Yeah, but yeah, Arrival is, I think almost all of his movies are a masterclass. <laughs> <for making him laughs> sure. a with you, especially in this era that we're in. He's definitely one to keep your eye on. And that's, the spot goes to Arrival, but with a little asterisk saying just Denis. Denis goes right there, you know? 
you know, you talking about 2049 just has me thinking about great sequels mm-hmm. and just how impressive that was. You know, I think the thing that uh, sticks out to me about that is just the ones that you don't really like see coming. Like we all expected the Dark Knight to be the shit because Batman Begins was awesome. You know, I mean, and now we're getting the Joker. It's going to be great. But 2049 came out of nowhere. Or not even came out of nowhere. It's like, why are you doing this? Don't do this. Like, people were against it. Yeah. One that I didn't see coming at all. Not that I think it's one of the greatest movies. But that I distinctly remember sitting in the theater, not even wanting. Like, I was mad that we were watching it. Because the first one was okay. But my buddy said, oh, let's go see the second one. I'm like, it doesn't even. They're not even bringing back the same actors, dude. What the heck? I like going to the movies. So I went. Blew my freaking mind. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. That, that trilogy. That was so good. Now we get I, him directing Batman. Yeah, I'm for it. That's just yeah. thinking of awesome sequels that came out of nowhere. I could not talk about Dawn yeah. because it was. That's a surprise. That's like a pick just for being. freaking good. Well, Rise was good. Yeah. Well, I I thought see I'm of the camp of I thought Rise was okay. I pretty much know what I, I was gonna get. Yeah, the I end was, was cool. Um, I really like I liked War. You know, it, I think the problem with it was it almost set our expectations so yeah. high after Dawn. I people think War were expecting my la- least favorite. People were expecting Dawn, and they didn't get it. So for that reason, I get why a lot of people don't like it. But still great. Oh, I I thought it looked. Amazing. The yeah. whole beginning in the yeah. cave for war. Yeah. Pull my heart out in the first ten ba- minutes. Batman's in good hands with this one. But yeah, Dawn is like Yeah. Um, talk yeah, talk about surprising. Like also like how you would get connected with apes more so than the human characters yeah, is I impressive know. in and of itself. Sure. Um, great visual effects and that kind of shows how far we've come. Number nine for me. Right? Oh, you're not, that's not on your list? No, I just wanted okay. to talk about it because it was just on my mind. Stop looking at my list, dude. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to get a Wes Anderson on there, don't I? I know. If we're talking set design, costumes, just the Wes, I mean, Wes Anderson deserves a spot on anyone's list, and I don't think he does it better than – you know, I. in my defense, I haven't seen all of the Wes Anderson movies. So I'm probably not the best person to ask. But of the ones that I've seen, that blew my freaking mind. Well, the thing with Grand Budapest, because I think it may be my favorite Wes Anderson, but like I said, every single day, and I already have one that I'll probably add to my list, but every single day I flip back and forth. But it's either with Grand Budapest Hotel, it depends on how much you like Wes Anderson and how much you appreciate his style, because Grand Budapest Hotel is uncensored, full-blown, Wes Anderson's given you the most Wes Anderson movie he's ever made. And that's why I love it is because I just love his style and everything. And it's it's like everything that you'd expect to be in a Wes Anderson movie, it's in this movie. Symmetrical shots, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Fiennes is so good in that movie. His movies are pretty dry, you know, with their dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that one kind of is too, but I think that one's a little bit... Wow, it's super witty, super funny. I don't know. I think it's a little bit more charming than some. No, of the it, ones. Yeah, it. But it. I there's one that's uh, way more charming. But when we'll save that. Pain? We'll oh, save you? that for my okay. list. Okay. Really, it's gonna be on your list. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sweet. 
Well, well, let me hand it off to you then. No, you got to touch on why do you what what do you admire about Wes Anderson so much? Uh his I think his ability I love again. Love Gwen Tarantino, buddy. <laughs> and I love seeing people work with like actors work with the same director. Yeah. And he does that in all spades. The time. <laughs> he yeah, he's he brings back the same Bill Murray. He has you know, his toolbox yeah, and he exactly. just adds to it instead of take uh, away. So I think that I'm impressed by anybody who's able to bring um, so many big names to the same film, and and for them to take a back seat too, and just play like a little role. Um, no, I mean I, I don't know. I mean you kind of touched on it that he's got a very distinct style, you know, symmetrical and all that good stuff, and this is just that on eleven, you know. So if you want to, I, I feel like it kind of sums up all of his movies in one with with Grand Budapest. Um, Oscar winner, Oscar nominated. You know, I think uh, there's no way it's not on my list. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. The set to design see. really fucking oh, yeah. gets me though. It just like is so beautiful. And the swap between timelines as well is yeah. done flawlessly. Great performances, great cinematography, great Edward direction, Norton? great. Yeah, it's just Edward Norton. The, 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 the lead character in it specifically. Yeah. What was it, Ralph? Uh, Ray Fiennes. Ray Ray Fiennes, freaking Voldemort. Oh, he's so, so good. good in this hilarious. Movie. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take it. Okay, now do, now do I go with I my you had West? The answer. I do. Do I go with my West Anderson pick, or do I go with something and then? Is, would go I into be the ending? West Anderson. We're already there. Okay, I gotta go where I think Wes Anderson shines. Hmm. That's stop motion animation. Oh, fuck. fantastic, Mister. Amazing. Fox. See, I thought you were gonna go Moonrise Kingdom. No, I was gonna be like, ah, no. Fantastic, no, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Mr. Fox warms, is that shit. Warms my heart every time I watch it. That's the first Wes Anderson movie I ever watched. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, and I caught like the second half of it, and it was so fucking like, it was one of those times where I'm like waiting for somebody, you know, I just, I'm sitting there watching what somebody else is watching, and I get so into it. The first thing I ask is, we walk out the door is, what was, what was that movie? Well, where can I watch? Do you, can I borrow that? Yeah. Are, you, are you done with yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I watched it actually with my family because it was like you know it's kind of like mm-hmm. a children's movie. Sure. Um, back when it came out, uh, and yeah, it's just warm. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's funny. It's still got that traditional Wes Anderson um, cast, uh, Wes Anderson humor, Wes Anderson dialogue, but also it's so impressive when it comes to stop motion, how the hairs are moving on their face every single frame. They do like a long tracking shot at the beginning of the movie. That's insane. They do multiple tracking shots throughout it. Um, visually, it's just a treat as well. And it's just, yeah, it's just heartwarming. And I always end the movie with just a smile on my face. Well, yeah, yeah. your favorite part's at the freaking end of the movie. Oh, no. Ooh, that always gives me chills, dude. Don't you worry. That always gives me chills. That wolf scene is, sums up the whole movie, dude. And I love it. Yeah, so that's my Wes Anderson pick because he's definitely need, he needs to be on there. All right, here we are. Is this the last one for both of us? Yeah. I got a, I got a list of movies that I got to show some love to before I say my final one. Half of the, half of the ones on there make me want to vomit. So go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't even what the fuck do I even say that? Uh, Dude, I'm just stirring the pot. All right, we're changing the name next week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Um if we're talking about my favorite movies, if we're talking about a movie that represents my high school, quoting it, possibly one of the most quoted movies I could ever 
other than like super bad. Super bad's probably in that same category, but Step Brothers. Okay. So good. Okay. Gotta have a brain of a thirteen year old, but come on, prestige worldwide. What? Um I have a big soft spot in my heart for Christmas movies. Uh Home Alone. Um, Die Hard. Uh, Christmas Story, and I think uh, in the future I'd love to make a good Christmas movie. Yeah. I think that uh, I don't know. It's just something that's really special. Let's to me. do it then. Yeah, we'll freaking do it right now. You hear here? You heard it here first, folks. Stirring um, the pot exclusive. Elf. <laughs> okay. Overplayed. Yeah, oh yeah. That's but, probably why I don't. But like it it's as much anyway. fucking good. It just is. It. It's. That's all I'm gonna it's, say. It's a it's a fun movie. Um, another one. Well, this one's more of a drama that I want to give some love to. The Wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'm a big WWE guy, so like me watching that, it was heartbreaking. You know, Mickey Rourke freaking kills it in that movie, and if you haven't seen it, freaking do it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just shows you the shit that they put their bodies through. Just for is, audiences. Is that your favorite Aronofsky movie? Uh, I don't know. Black Swan. No, I like The Wrestler. Requiem for a Dream. I like The Wrestler. Mother. I do like Mother. A lot of people didn't like I Mother. I like Mother, I too. thought Mother was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't like being confused by yeah. movies <laughs> at all. That's, like, my biggest. There's yeah. movies where, sure, you don't get all the answers. But I don't like being confused, especially in the climax of a movie where I'm supposed to have the biggest payoff. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. It's the Bible. Yeah, so I could follow along somewhat, yeah. you know. Um, and lastly, this one probably should be on my list. If we're talking about what am I going to throw on just any day of the week, just I could throw it on at any point, More, probably more than some of the movies that are on my list. Like, I'm probably going to watch this more than I watch No Country for Old Men mm-hmm. or Shaun of the Dead. You know, Ocean's Eleven. I love a heist movie. Again, I love big casts. Yeah. The chemistry between those guys are... Oh, it's so freaking good. Soderbergh. Oh, I just love the feel of it. You know, Vegas. I love a heist movie. I really do. How do you say Vegas? Vegas? I say it wrong, don't I? I don't know. Vegas? Apparently, I sound like the freaking bat from... from Anastasia. So, I mean, I probably don't say anything right. But, anyway... Ocean's Eleven is that shit. But my number 10, I forgot about it until I just checked and saw that it came out in the year of 2000. Cheating. Come on, man. I'm just kidding. Spit it out. You've seen it You've seen it on our lists. Music. You've seen a love story. I personally... It's a movie that I watch and get irritated because I'm like, if I was born years younger or years in the past, uh, I would have made this movie. And that movie is High Fidelity. John Cusack, Jack Black. Bad movie. You don't like that movie? I'm just kidding. Oh. I've, I've never seen it. Oh, dude. Well, basically, get this. This is just so freaking me that it makes me want to throw up. I'm ready. So, he break the 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 movie starts with him breaking up with his girlfriend. Or he's not breaking. They break up. Yeah. He's freaking first. He's all. Oh, I don't care. There's five other girls that, like, their breakup affected me way more than she did. And then he's talking to the camera. The whole time, it's like breaking the fourth wall. He says, top five 
worst breakups in my life. And he goes through the whole movie talking about his top five. So you go from him talking to the audience to... Yeah. And he owns a record shop where Jack Black works. And there's another guy that works there. And it's just... The per- it's other than School Rock, it's just the perfect Jack Black role. Okay. He's just he's just Jack Black. You know, he comes in, they're all calm, throws on some music and is dancing and is just freaking obnoxious. Okay. It's total the that music. That sounds and, like the most Luca movie. Ever. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, so that's my last. One. That's it. That's how you're gonna end your list. Yeah. You don't have to say anything more. No honorable mentions other than that. I just freaking gave you a okay. list. Of no, I'm just mentions. making sure because that's it. No, that's I mean your list. on your list, there's stuff weird. It's Spider-Man Two, probably. Like if I'm look re-looking at it, you know, Spider-Man Two is right there for me. Um, Before Sunset's always there. Um, there's probably some people out there who are mad that we haven't said like Return of the King or something. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm ready. Okay. I got a slew of honorable mentions. Oh. That I'm gonna go down. Okay. Yeah, you go. Lord of the Rings movies. Sure. Great accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Some may say phenomenal accomplishments. I, I'm going to say I enjoy them a lot. I think they're pretty good. I'm right good. there, too. Some good filmmaking there. Um, I'm also, this one's tough for me, but oh. I don't think any of his movies are going to end up on my list. That's going to be Christopher Nolan. Yeah. But I got to give a shout out Memento. That's the one? Inception. Wait, was Memento in the 2000s? Yeah. Okay. The Prestige. Yeah. The Dark Knight. Uh-huh. I'll send it there. Dunkirk's pretty good, too. What about Interstellar? Interstellar's fine. Fine. I like two-thirds. Love thir- conquers all, I dude. like two-thirds of that movie. I don't like how that's portrayed in the movie. I per- like That's one of the movies where I, f- like, I just feel like Christopher <sighs> Nolan's better. Where like the first ten minutes, you know, you know the end of the movie, and that made me sad. Well, I'm a freaking retard, and I didn't. <laughs> I remember sitting in the theater for like an extra fifteen minutes after it ended, and like, like oh, brain melting. What just happened? Yeah, music, one of the best scores ever. In that oh movie, yeah, though. Sure. Um, but yeah, like The Dark Knight, Inception. Inception's the movie that got me into movies, so I gotta shout out that one time. Um, there's some other stuff too that I was gonna say, but whatever. Um, you know, you got that whole run of Pixar. Oh yeah, you know, Mon- I mean, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Rat- Ratatouille could be on my list, honestly. Sure. Um, but I gotta give it to the room. I'm just kidding, but that's the honorable <laughs> mention as well. <laughs> no, what I will give to is. I thought you had a list of honorable mentions. You listed like four movies. That was a lot of movies. I listed the same amount of movies, and you were talking. I listed shit. all Lord of the Rings movies. I listed half of Christopher Nolan's movies. Oh, okay. I'll lift. I'm an idiot. Yeah, you kind of did the some hundred movies. Pixar. They kind of fall under like an umbrella, though. You're like all of these movies. You know, I was expecting more individual. Well, hey, like, guess what? I'll give a shout out. Shout out one time Shrek. Oh yeah, Shrek's got. A, what about Shrek Two though? Shout out one time Casino Royale. Skyfall. Deacons. Casino Royale. Deacons. Yeah, Deacons is great, dude. That's the best part of the movie. Um, You know what? I'll give a shout-out. Harry Potter. Which one? Third well, of one? course, third one. Third one. But all of them. Third like, as a, as a saga, like, pretty pretty complete franchise. Where you definitely see the uh, downfall when it comes to how it's like, yeah, something was special about Harry Potter because these Fantastic Beast movies aren't too hot, you know? <laughs> um. Zodiac. 
I was gonna say Zodiac when you said prisoners, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I get I love prisoners, but there's nothing in it that necessarily I like freaking like I don't know. There's not a scene in it that really stuck to me like that scene in Zodiac when they go in the basement. Yeah, that's a good one. That what about <laughs> dude the the when at the end of Prisoners when Jake Gyllenhaal figures it out and he goes and uh, it's like that yeah. whole sequence the whole under the car thing yeah yeah that's that's probably i don't know there's just something that was so scary to me about the thing in zodiac where it's like you, you you're on to it and yeah. then you're like no you're like then you get in his head shit. where yeah, everything's you're freaking like, him out oh, and it's not no and maybe it's just the more relatable thing i don't know i feel like you could be in the sh- Maybe that's why. It just seems like I was more in his shoes in Zodiac because it's like just you walking. Everybody's freaking in the middle of the night scared to go down in the basement. Mm-hmm. You will avoid it at all costs. With the guy right... Oh, man. Shit. I'm going to give a shout-out to... See, I'm still going on my honorable mentions. Yeah. I'm giving a shout-out Scott Pilgrim. First Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar Wright to 11 yeah. on that movie. Um, I'll give a shout-out to... Uh, where did I go? Coco, another Coco, Pixar movie yeah. more recently, though. Shockingly Inside Out is great. Yeah. yeah, but I'd say Coco is better. Hereditary as a horror movie. Good stuff. Really chilled me to the core with that one. We didn't have any horror movies, really. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, not a, I'm not a big horror movie guy. That's see, probably I love why. Horror, well, that's the thing, though, is that they're kind of coming back. Yeah. You know, like Get Out and I mean, you were getting Midsummer, and it was solid. Um, trailer just dropped for Dr. Sleep. Hopefully that's a five-star mm-hmm. banger. No, I doubt it will be. A, I, I'm thinking four-star max on max. that one. Yeah, max. Okay. Uh, I'll give a shout-out uh, just for Nick. Uh, her. Nick loves that movie for some reason. I'll give a shout-out to Nick with her because I told him to watch it. So Yeah. There you go. Um, Where was I? Birdman. These are like recent ones. The Revenant. Revenant. That for Ex me. Machina. Oh, that was good. Call me by your name. Moonlight. Um, maybe hey, throw in some Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Winter Soldier. But guess what? Winter Soldier. The runner-up, number eleven on my ten. My final honorable mention before I go oh. to number ten. Okay. The Social Network. Oh. Now I wish I could squeeze this on, but I think this movie that I'm about to say is better and more of an achievement when it comes to movies. But, man, The Social Network's so good, and sure. it transcends being just labeled as the Facebook movie. It's so much more than that. Great performances. David Fincher was born to direct Aaron Sorkin dialogue. The f- conversations in this movie, let alone, are great, at, albeit, like, unrealistic because of how Aaron Sorkin writes. But that doesn't matter because it's rhythmic, and it's enticing to watch. And David Fincher directs those conversations. Like that scene when they're talking over the phone, that's one of the things that is almost like unavoidable. You're like, oh man, I have to have a phone conversation. Okay, this will kind of be like the boring part, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just to provide information. But the way he shows what's going on in the background in those lives during that phone conversation is so well done. Um, but yeah, great movie. But what I'm going to have to give it to is a filmmaker that is up there right now in um, terms of respected directors of this kind of era um gave us classics such as you know uh gravity um oh okay i was thinking roma okay here we go i'm going can you guess which one i'm gonna say yeah say it 
Children of Men. Yes, baby. We're going Children of Men. Arrival got me in that sci-fi mentality, and I was like, oh, wait a second. Children of Men exists. Talk about a great conclusion to a movie. Not even just ending, just a great conclusion. Probably, like, there's some slow parts in Children of Men for sure, but that, that, the ending is so powerful, and the direction is so well done. Is It's almost like a visceral experience for something that's kind of just A to B kind of story. It's pretty visceral in the way it's kind of told. Um, the direction the one takes are insane, of course. What he's known takes. for. It, Both of them. Yeah. The two, I mean, there's two of them. There's that three are, of them. Yeah. Well, but I mean, there's two that really come mm-hmm. to your mind. The, the car one mm-hmm. is like, I didn't even know this was physically yeah, possible. Yeah, they do that, yeah. And then there's the one at the end that's just that's, like, like, are you an alien? And it, and like, then, how is this That possible? one take ends with like something that's so like, like just wow. Know. You know, it's just yeah. that wow moment. But yeah. You kind of remind me of Michael Caine in that movie. Yeah, that's such an insult. <laughs> I don't even know what to say because I don't think I'm like him at all. But we'll see. You remind me of the bat from Anastasia. Well, we already said that. Yeah. So. But I'm just saying that's what you remind me of. Ouch. But yeah, I think that just as a shout out to Coron, um, great, great filmmaker. And I think Children of Men maybe is best. But yeah, that's I guess that's right, my top that's 10. Our lists. All right. After how long? God looking at about an hour and a half there we go how long you say you wanted this podcast to be Luke? normally i just want a little 30 45 minutes but it's the the pilot's usually longer pilot's longer of any show you know and i'm having freaking nate talent of the talent brothers pod on you know we gotta play by your rules so uh yeah hot start to the to the pod yeah thanks for having me on i'm excited to kind of be a listener of this podcast see who you have on i think just a one-on-one conversation with people about topics that they're passionate about is a great idea. And sure. I can't wait to see who you bring on. I'm sure some people that I know, but hopefully some surprises there as well. And sure. I'm excited to have you on. Yeah, I'll fly some people in. Yeah, yeah, get some big name guests on here. Ethan Hawke, I know for sure, is confirmed, right? Exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm excited to, to feature this one. Absolutely. Absolutely.